Welcome to Kid Tech, the podcast that goes behind the scenes with the people, players, and makers behind the kids' digital sector. I'm Dylan Collins, CEO of Super Awesome. Today, I'm very pleased to be hanging out with Tammy Bomick, who's VP of Marketing and Digital Civility at Roblox. Tammy, welcome. Dylan, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you about Roblox and all of the uh, interesting things that we're seeing in this very interesting time we're all in. Oh, for sure. So first of all, let's talk about Roblox and what it is and what it isn't. Yeah. So Roblox, Roblox, so many people, we were talking about this before we went on air, right? Like so many people describe Roblox as a game, but Roblox is a games platform. And it's, in fact, it's one of the fastest growing games platforms in the world right now. But tell me in your words, what is Roblox? Yeah, well, you know, it's understandable. <clears throat> a lot of people, a lot of parents think that Roblox is a game um, naturally because as they see their, their kids and teens um, interacting with Roblox, of course they think it's a game. But actually, Roblox is a technology platform that offers free tools for young people to create games and experiences, publish it on our platform, and then we push it out to millions. And so all of the content on our platform is 100% user generated mm. by incredibly talented kids that typically start playing on Roblox when they're 10, 11 years old. And as they grow up, um, they really, really start developing some concrete coding skills mm. and they start learning from each other. The ecosystem is so interesting. Um, and I've learned so much from our young developers and their persistence, their creativity. And really how it starts out is they really want to express their imagination. Mm. So they start going into Roblox, figuring out how to create an experience. Um, and then some of our young developers have become very, very successful with over with billions of mm. plays uh, in their in their games that they've mm. created. Um, so right now we have over two million active developers on our on our platform each month, which is wow. incredible and millions of millions of experiences that we're very proud of. That, that, that's amazing. And I want to get into the growth of the platform a little bit later. And for everyone listening, I mean, you know, they all know the name Roblox. They are now fully educated on what it is and what it isn't. Can you talk a little bit about the business model behind it? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Roblox has exploded over the course of the last five years. Hmm. But the company was really started um, in 2006. So we've been around for, for really for quite a while. And, um, you know, through that, our, our CEO and founder, Dave Bazuki, his original premise, his vision was to create really what is the metaverse. Right. And you've heard of the metaverse, Dylan, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Roblox really, really is um, really diving into creating what is really truly the the, the core elements of what the metaverse is mm -hmm. it's persistent it's always on it's always um it's it's always available it's vast and diverse with millions of different worlds that you can jump in and explore it it, it provides players um, a unique identity to be who they want to be um and create a persona mm -hmm. of their own of their own making mm. <clears throat> and you know I, i'd like to dive into that a little bit mm. um, later as well because 
that creating an avatar and extension of self is something that's really, really important to kids and teens. So I'd, I'd love to touch on that later. Um, but then it also has an underlying social fabric, mm. which really brings people together. Some of our players and, our, and developers have created their best friends on Roblox. And so it has created this really, really tight social order um, that is some of the most positive things that I have seen in terms of uh, teen and kid relationships. Mm. Um, and then it's also fully immersive. You know, as you can see from my background, it is, um, it's, it's, it's fun. Mm. And so, you know, going in in a 3D world and being able to run around and socialize is so important. And of course, it needs to be really, really um, frictionless. It needs right. to be easy, you know, to join. And, and I mean, then you, you talk, I, I just want to pause you on, on, on one thing. Yeah. You, you sort of talk in such positive terms about the, the community and the nature of engagement. And mm -hmm. I mean, as, as we both know, the internet in general is not represented um, by those adjectives, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, you know, one of the, one of the reasons that I, I, I wanted to, to have you on the show is, is that the, the, the existence of your role, right? VP of digital civility, like, is this position that I feel every consumer-facing platform should have, you know? And and I think it 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 just it states so much. Like, what 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 is that role, and what does that encompass? And and also, like, what's the history behind it being created? So, you know, about um, we've really exploded over the course of the last five years. Mm. About two years ago, um, we realized that our user base had grown so so tremendously mm. um, not only did we have an opportunity we had um, a moral and ethical obligation mm. to help empower young people with the tools necessary to create positive experiences for themselves um, the internet um, in and of itself is still relatively new you know right. i think that mm. you know it really i mean we think it's been around for uh, forever it's still relatively new and, and the rules of engagement are still being formed. And I think that for Gen Zers especially, mm. um, we have, the, it's necessary um, for us to help to guide them mm. in um, all of the ways to keep them safe. Roblox has um, tremendous safeguards within mm. our platform because we really feel that in order to express your imagination mm. and be creative, you need to feel safe. Right, right. Well, I think, I so, mean, Roblox had, had built, I mean, a, a huge amount of privacy requirements and safety and everything else from day one. I, I remember speaking to, to, to a lot of your team in there about that. Um, it, yeah. It, 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 was, it, it felt like you, you guys were the very, very first almost to be thinking about this. And it's because we have to, right? It's, right. it's because that from day one, as, as you put it, we um, believed in creating technology and a platform that allows kids to express their imagination, quite simply. And so in order to do that, we had to think about privacy. We had mm. to think about safety. Mm. Um, and those two things are different, mm -hmm. right? Privacy and safety, different. And so um, we were the very first ones to, to hop on to um, going above and beyond what um was regulated right, right. um so it's that's something that has always been a part of roblox mm. and, and just going back to the point around safety and, and the culture and the community because you know you mentioned sort of the expectations of 
um, the different generations. I mean, do you think, when you think about internet toxicity in general, like to some degree, is that a generational thing? Like, do you see new Roblox players coming in that are generally more mindful of, of, of their peers and more mindful of their friends? Or, or how do you think about that shift? Yeah, you know, so I think that um, toxicity definitely exists on the internet in general. Mm. Um, and I, but also, I truly believe this because I see it every day. There are more good people than there is toxic behavior. Right. And right. I see it all the time. We see, you know, of course, um, in the media, the negative always mm -hmm. bubbles mm -hmm. to the surface. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, um, but we also see tremendous amount of good. We see kids, um, you know, developing deep, deep friendships. And in some cases, you know, we're doing a lot of these civility research um, surveys with kids and teens. Right. And um, we have received back information from teens saying that some of their best friends are online. People they don't necessarily even know in real life, mm -hmm. but they are there for them in a way that they can be who they want to be and who they who they really are, mm -hmm. even more so than in real life, which I think is really interesting. Hmm. And what is driving that, or what what factors do you feel are driving that? Like, I mean, you you think about sort of all of the different vectors that are in our ecosystem, right? You've got you know, obviously more screen time in general because kids are, are using devices earlier. You're, you're definitely getting increasing parental involvement. You're seeing more kids' digital privacy laws. But I mean, if you were to pick any one of those things or maybe something else, do, do you think there's one factor greater than all the others that is that is sort of driving this, this you know, I suppose, trend towards more benevolence, more good behavior? You know, I think that um, Gen Zers, I think they're a resilient generation. Mm. I think that there's a lot that needs to be done. I think that they're they're going to have to be resilient, especially in this crazy time that we're all in. Mm. Um, I also want to like take. I also want to pause on a, on something that you said. Mm. Um, kids are spending more time on screens. Mm. Yes, they are. But I also want to make sure that. Um, screen time is not bad mm -hmm. right now we always advocate balance right get out go for a walk exercise yeah. <laughs> right here right mm -hmm. we always believe believe in balance but so many parents are so um tied up around screen mm -hmm. time being negative mm -hmm. screen times screen time is a part of our lives it's a mm -hmm. part of our existence and even more so now with the stay-at-home measures and online learning and education. And so I wanna make sure that we don't confuse quantity of screen time with mm -hmm. quality screen time, mm -hmm. right? I think that, that, that it's important to have both. I also think the metaverse that we're creating, um, and Dave um, is, is really creating something that he calls, it's a new category called human co-experience, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. where human co-experience is all about people coming in to a digital world and sharing things together. Mm. Work, fun, entertainment, both passive and active entertainment where they can play together, but they can also kick back right. and right. watch things together. We just had the One World event 
that mm. was streamed on our on our platform, right? Mm. People came into the experience, just hung out and watched right. artists perform, right. right? Sometimes you don't want to play. Sometimes mm. you just want to kick back and relax and watch. So to have this whole experience, this human co-experience mm. where you're just hanging out and doing things together is a core human need. Mm. And, and I'd like to connect that back to, to the thing you said at the start about the importance of avatars and, and, and sense of self, particularly for kids as they get older. I mean, mm -hmm. those two things really sound that, as if they are kind of interdependent dynamics that, that you're, we're starting to see emerge. Is that how you think about it too? It is. I mean, I think that, you know, preteens, teens are trying to figure out who they are, mm. right? And sometimes the real world is rough. Mm. Sometimes it can be, it can be really, really awkward and, and, kids can be mean in real life. Um, and so, you know, a lot of kids come on Roblox <clears throat> and they can be who they really are without having to put on airs, right? So I'll give you an example. So, um, and this, I, I, I could sit here for a week and tell you story, sure. story, you know, but um, we got, um, we get calls from Make-A-Wish Foundation. We get calls from, um, incredible organizations with kids that are going through trauma mm. and i can't tell you how many parents have told me i don't know what we would have done without roblox mm -hmm. i spent a year in um, a clean room with my son who was going through chemotherapy he couldn't leave the mm. only time he was happy right. was when he was playing roblox with his friends and he wasn't the kid without hair mm. who was sick mm. he was just a nine-year-old boy Right, right. Right. He was a nine-year-old boy doing his thing, hanging out with his friends. Mm. What a beautiful experience, mm. right? Just to feel normal and just to feel like you fit in. And so um, I think that there are tremendous positives mm. um, for cruise, have it, developing a metaverse, again, that is safe, that allows kids to express themselves um to make new friends mm. and to um be who they 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 want to be and sort of i suppose as an extension of that you've recently launched roblox education um, yeah and so do you see i mean i suppose when we think about the metaverse and or human co-experience kind of paradigm i suppose you know we think of that in in sort of a you know very social or sort of entertainment driven sense but obviously this can, can, can apply educationally as well. Can you talk a little bit about where Roblox is going in that regard? Yeah, well, we've always had education. <clears throat> um, and, you know, quite frankly, that's where Dave started, started off with Roblox is when he teach kids about um, physics engines and all of that. And, right. and so um, we have deep roots in education. But given all of the um, stay-at-home measures, distance learning, et cetera, with, with COVID-19, we accelerated our efforts to try to support educators as well as parents who are now educators, as well as um, kids and teens mm -hmm. who find um, themselves having an extraordinary amount of time at home. Mm -hmm. So um, we just put out new resources. Um, it's called, if you go to our education site on Roblox. It's a page called Teaching Remotely, mm -hmm. um, which has different curriculum that supports educators and teachers on how to set up Roblox Studio, which is our free uh, uh, tools for creating experiences. 
um, and will support educators. We also have a, um, a new sort on our game catalog called Learn and Explore, and it's a series of self-paced um, programs that teach kids how to create a game. Hmm. Um, and then we have a play together sort, which are um, experiences that are well-tuned for um, people to come together. We have um, private servers that are available so um, people in a classroom or a friend group can go in and um, create an experience. And so we've actually had some really fun, fun uh, experiences that have taught us. Mm -hmm. um, in the last month, we've had parents throw virtual birthday parties and mm -hmm. things like that using Roblox. And um, in some respects, we, what we've heard back is that it's some of the most fun birthday parties that they've ever had, right. you know, where people, family from, from around the world have been able to jump in a game and celebrate with, with the kid. That's very, very cool. I mean, do, do you think, you know, COVID-19 and, and school shutdown and, and shelter in, in, in place is driving parents i mean clearly it's driving sort of more awareness with teachers of of you know some of these platforms mm -hmm. do you think it's also driving parents to get more involved like more than they normally would yeah so, so it's really funny that you say that At the end of last year we had a um we did a research survey uh about really we wanting wanting to try to understand um parents perspective and then teen perspectives right and um over 90%, 93% of parents said, oh yeah, I have these conversations with my kid all the time about how to you know, stay safe on the internet. And we got it. We, we asked the teens the same question, 60% said they had <laughs> ever had the conversation with their parents, right. right? So there's an incredible disparity in terms of perception mm. of, uh, of that. Um, I think that um, parents, that, that's one area that we um, that's very important to us and it's quite honestly dylan the hardest hardest thing for us mm. is to try to um calm the moral panic mm -hmm. that's going on right now with parents because they see all of these really really sensationalized headlines out there right um we have safety settings that um, are available and um, they can go in and set up the experience the way that they want they're comfortable for for their kids mm. um, but most parents you know that it's hard mm. parents are busy mm. right mm. and so they don't have time to sit and read and learn and all so we're trying to make it very very easy all of our um, we have a parents guide mm. we have a parents page on our site that will take uh, parents through to really help them understand what they can do to set up Roblox right. so the experiences are safe. We have um, a lot of uh, um, buttons in the platform, both in the platform and in the in games, mm. where you can report abuse. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we have over 1,100 humans, um, moderators in the platform, as well as machine learning that um that tracks all of this stuff and and we also have filters right. in place on our chat as well um for the entire platform more stringent for under 13. right and uh, i mean you know you guys have done such a huge amount um in the area of, of parental tools but i mean 
and there's a handful of companies that are doing that too. But I mean, it still feels that like most of the mainstream technology companies are still years behind, um, you know, in terms of that level of support. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, do you feel like, I suppose it's, it's more of a Silicon Valley question to some degree. I mean, did you mm-hmm. feel like that attitude is beginning to change? I think it's being forced to change. Right, right. And, you know, for, for Roblox, um, we're already there. Yeah, sure. Right? So yeah. I sit in all these meetings and there's all of these, all of this concern. And for sure, um, you know, technology companies of, as a whole um, have to have to up their game. Mm. And they are, I, 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 my colleagues and I'm from other companies that, you know, they are looking at um, increasing their, their parental tools. Mm. Um, you know, there's so much right now in terms of legislation going on right now um, in, in the area of privacy. Right. Right. We are COPA compliant, GDPR compliant, all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, we do not have end to end encryption mm-hmm. on our platform. And I really want to make this point. Right. There's a big difference between safety and privacy. Mm. Privacy laws, like they were invented to make sure that you know companies weren't taking advantage and taking private information mm-hmm. of their kids and marketing to them. Mm. Right? We don't do that. We don't have. We we're we're completely compliant on that front. Mm. But from a safety standpoint, especially when you're dealing with um, an ecosystem of kids and teens, we need to make sure that they're safe. And when you have end-to-end encryption, everybody thinks when you, you know, if you, if you, if you go to somebody on the street and you ask them, Hey, do you believe in encryption end-to-end for online? Of course, they're going to say yes. Of course, they're going to say yes. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. Um, But for platforms such as Roblox, you're basically covering our ears and our eyes. Mm -hmm. And so um, end-to-end encryption is actually not a good thing right? We need to be able to moderate. We need to be able to see images. We need to be able to see messaging. Mm. That, that's such an interesting point. Do you think that's that's fully understood by regulators and policymakers generally? Because I don't hear many people making that statement. It's, uh, you know, um, I, I sit on the board of the Family Online Safety mm-hmm. Institute um, in, in D.C., and um, my peers around the table, you know, you, you, you've got, you've got all the big, big ones out there. Sure. Um, they do, they do understand the point. It, the issue is very, very complicated. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it has been talked about. I don't know whether or not in the public eye, it's been really, uh, it's been kind of skirted. Yeah. Because the louder voices are all about encryption, encryption, encryption. Mm. But you know, an unintended consequence mm. of encryption is that you're blindfolding a lot of these kids and teen platforms from safety. And that's an important point. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it, it really is. Um, I think there should be a lot more discussion around that. I mean, I, I suppose segueing into, into potentially a related one, it, like when you think about sort of the future of you know, kids and teens digital privacy laws. Do you think at some point in the future, there is going to be some legal requirement for all companies that have any kind of interaction with kids and teens to have a head of digital civility in their companies as well? Do you think 
Do you think that's an inevitability? Wouldn't that be wonderful? I would love it. Um, I think that our world would be a better place. Um, I, you know, I think that Roblox is a drop of water in an ocean. Mm. And I think that we have a long ways to go to educate parents, uh, to educate this next generation Mm. on how they can take control of creating positive experiences for themselves mm-hmm. um and we can't do it alone there have to be many many touch points um and we welcome other um, industries other companies to jump on the bandwagon to focus on digital civility mm-hmm. um, we know what to do and, and quite frankly you know roblox certainly has great parental tools mm-hmm. so do other platforms as well they have parental tools as well. Mm. But parents don't know that they're there. Mm. Very small percentages actually even use them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as far as Gen Z is concerned, they should, the moment they get on any platform, the first thing they should do is go and set up the settings the way that they want them to be set up. That's Mm. a first, like, order, right? But it's not something that kids or parents even think about. Mm. when they download a new game or get on um, a new platform. Mm. And it's something I think that needs, I mean, that's just like one small thing, but it's really, really important. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, it feels like there, there's still a lot of attitudinal change, you know, that needs to occur. I I think within all of the, the mainstream tech communities. Um, You know, Dylan, one of the things is, you know, we, I talk to parents a lot. And this is the, I, they all have the exact same visceral um, movement. When I go, hey, you know, do you know much about Roblox? Do you play it? Literally, they go, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know how to do it, right? Yeah. And it's so interesting because the one thing that will empower this next generation, parents need to jump into games with them. Mm-hmm. Parents need to be there. They need to understand the vernacular they mm. need to understand what what the environment is their kids are spending so much time in right. and they'll be less afraid do you feel, of having do you their feel, kids there I, I think that's an amazing point do you feel they need to be there as as spectator or as participant participants for right. sure <laughs> you know i think that um it's like the new driving in the car and given the fact that no one's going anywhere these days anymore, like that, that car time is <laughs> longer. <laughs> so, you know, think about going, playing Roblox as your new car time yeah, where, yeah. you know, you're, you're in there, you're having fun, um, laughing. And some of the most, uh, the deepest conversations sometimes happen when, you know, you don't, you're, you're not forcing it, yeah. right? Just by playing games. And um, we've, you know, we've heard about a lot of families who have really tightened bonds mm. by just playing Roblox together. So not just human co-experience, but, but truly family co-experience um, yeah. being, being, being enabled. Um, yeah. what, what a very, very interesting conversation. Um, well, Tammy, thank you so much for joining us on Kid Tech today. Um, this has been just an intriguing conversation, and I'd love to come back to more elements of it in the future. Would love it. Thank you so much, Dylan. Have a great day.